Oh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Lord's house. Isn't it good to be in the Lord's house, to be able to gather and to worship, uh, to be able to come and to hear him speak to us in his word, to be able to come and tonight receive the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, the very body and blood of Jesus Christ that just reassures you of his love, what he did for you, and forgiveness, what he gave for you, and the hope that we have of eternal life. And we get all of that as we gather together in the house of the Lord. So it is good to see you tonight, uh, especially we're in the, uh, this weekend celebrating All Saints Day. Uh, this is always a special day in the church year for me. It's that time when we remember those saints of God who have been called home uh, in the past year uh, specifically. But we also remember all those who have we, we have lost, loved ones, of the past and we remember their lives, but even more so we remember the good news that they have been gathered with all of the saints in heaven. So we get to talk about that today. What does it mean uh, to be a part of that great multitude that's gathered together uh, in heaven? So we'll do that in our message a little later. So um, this All Saints Day, if you lost a loved one sometime in the past year, uh, we'd like to give you a white rose on your way out. So uh, if you'd like just a, a rose in memory of that loved one, uh, on the table out there, you can see them from here. There's a, a bouquet of white roses. Feel free to take one in memory of your loved one. Um, and so uh, you can thank God for them and for the white rose that they have been washed white in the blood of the Lamb. Um, so look forward to celebrating that service with you today. Just a couple announcements. Uh, our church directory is in process again, so we hope that you'll get online and that you'll sign up for, uh, to get your family picture taken. Uh, you've heard me say this before. I'm going to keep on saying it. This is our family photo book, and if your picture is not in our family photo book, then we're missing somebody important to us. So please, find time just to sign up. It's only gonna take you 15 minutes this year. Uh, there's no sales pitch this year. You just come and get your picture taken, and then you leave. In the past, you always had to sit through, you know, those little sales pitch dealios. Uh, now any, we're not doing that. Now you go home and you can order pictures online if you want, or you don't order them at all. It's up to you. So it's really just a quick in and out 15 minutes. Sign up on our website. Uh, we need all of you to be a part of our family photo book. Uh, then the Decades Dance is coming next Saturday right here in this room, so there's information on that in your announcement bulletin. Our giving tree is out already, uh, so if you'd like to, this Christmas, help a needy family, there's some little ornaments that you can take with some of the gifts that we can give to them, and those gifts will be given directly to the children on your ornament, and not going to a, an organization or something like that. We'll be giving those directly to the kids listed on your ornament through our work with Vita. So grab one of those ornaments if you'd like, the information of how you send them in or um, how you, um, uh, the dates that you need to get it back is all listed for you there. And then finally, uh, there's an order form out in the back if you'd like to order a poinsettia for Christmas decorations, uh, you can do that and then we'll use them to decorate the sanctuary for our Christmas worship services and after Christmas day, you can take it home and enjoy it uh, on yourself. All right, all that being said, it's time to worship our amazing God today, and we're going to begin with the Revelation song, remembering that these are the words that the saints are singing together around the throne of God, and we get to join them in that singing today. So would you please rise as we begin?
Please be seated as we take some time now to commemorate the faithful departed. Friends, all saints are a gift from God. Their witness inspires us and encourages us to greater faith and service to the Lord. But more than merely remembering those who have gone on before us, we give thanks to God for their lives and the honor of knowing and loving them for many years. We remember that saints are not perfect people, but rather redeemed children of our Heavenly Father who lived out their lives in response to his extravagant grace and gift of faith. With all the saints of heaven and earth, then, let us celebrate and commemorate our loved ones who have gone on before us. Weak and wounded sinner Lost and left to die Raise your head for love is passing by Come to Jesus Come to Jesus Come to Jesus And Kiss the world goodbye 
We're blessed to have them in our lives. Well, let's say thank you to God for all that he has done for us and all that he has given us with our offerings, ways that we can share the good news of eternal life with those who so desperately need to hear.
And now we turn to the word of the Lord. And this first lesson from Revelation chapter 7 will also serve as the text for our message in a little bit. So I'd like for you to especially pay attention to that multitude that are gathered there in the white robes. And the question that the elder asks, who are these? Who are these gathered in white robes? And listen to the elder's answer. From Revelation chapter 7. I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, these in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, sir, you know. And he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. This is the beautiful word of the Lord. And now our gospel from John chapter 5, and since these are Jesus' words, let's rise in honor to him. Our Savior said, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. I tell you the truth. A time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. By myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. This is the gospel of the Lord. And now let's confess what we believe about our amazing triune God tonight in the words of the Nicene Creed. 
I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. Well, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, friends, on this All Saints Day, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the outline you have in front of you. You might want to pull that out. Uh, we're gonna, the title of this message tonight is Making Sure Our Robes Are Washed. We want to talk about this great revelation vision that John was given of the throne room of God and all of the saints who stood in those uh, beautifully washed white robes, washed by the blood of the Lamb. So I want to start talking about just crowds. You know, crowds, people love to gather for events, some of them silly, some of them important. Uh, and Guinness has made a living out of just making world records of largest crowds. So I did some digging. I found some of the cool things, right? Did you know that the largest uh, crowd gathered uh, 23,000 in Upton Park, London to blow bubbles? 23,000 people joined at one place at one time to blow bubbles. The world record is 23,000. That's pretty cool, right? The largest number of visitors to a mall was a grand opening of a mall in Hong Kong. Over a million people came to the mall on that one day. Don't think I would have liked to have been there. The largest mass choir singing in unison was 60,000 people. Did you know just this year, the Nebraska women's volleyball gathered 92,000 people to watch a volleyball game. It's the world record for the most people to watch a women's volleyball. Did you know just a few days ago, Pastor Aaron had 230 adults show up for a Bible study on Israel? That's a good record for us, don't you think? That's a crowd, 230 adults in one Bible class. That was pretty sweet. You know, um, crowds, we have tons, but every one of those crowds pales in comparison to the multitude of people mentioned in the book of Revelation. Millions, no, no, billions, no, no, trillions. 
of God's people, human beings just like you and me, gathered at one place in the, around the throne of God. People from every background, people from every color, people from every race, people from every age, people from every culture, people from every language, people from every, uh, from every uh, country, all there, trillions of people because of one person, because of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who shed his blood so that their robes could be washed white and they could be worthy to be in the presence of God's throne. What a crowd. I want to know more about that crowd. I want to know more about my loved ones who have gone before, who are there in that crowd, wearing that white robe. And I want to know more so that I can get excited about the day when God calls me home to wash my robes in the blood of Jesus and bring me to that crowd. And I want to get at that understanding through the words of the elder you heard this great question that he asked John who had the vision. He asked John, who are all of these people here in white robes? And John's answer would be the same thing I would have said, don't ask me. He said, you know, why are you asking me? I don't know. In that question, it's more than just who are those people? It's more than just what's their name, where are they from? Read into that question. The elder is saying, how did this thing happen? How did all of these people get here? How, did it, how was it possible that these trillions of people could all be washed clean by the blood of the lamb? Of course, John doesn't know the answer, but the elder does. And on your outline, there's four things that the elder said about those dressed in white robe. First, there's a question, who are these dressed in white robes? The elder said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. Now, do you know what the great tribulation is? I know you do, because you're living in it. This is the great tribulation, this world in which we live right now, this world where things are not the way God intended them to be, this world where bad things happen to God's children. I think sometimes, because this is our reality, and this is what we live with, that we forget how wrong this is. This is not the way it's supposed to be. People were never supposed to die. People were never supposed to get sick. People were never supposed to have to deal with cancer or heart disease or mental illness or um, suffering or loss or relationships breaking up, aging. None of that was supposed to be. Wars, hatred, violence, that was never supposed to be. When God looks at this world, when God sees where we live, it's a great tribulation. It's not the way it's supposed to be. But you know that because you live in it. You can feel it, can't you, in your bones? You can just feel that it's not right. Not just in our world, but even in your own self as you struggle with your own sin and as you struggle with your own brokenness in your bones, you just know it's not right. You all know the great tribulation because you're living in it. We all are. Life doesn't always turn out the way we planned it. It certainly wasn't that way for the Christians when John was writing his book of Revelation. The Caesar at that time was named Domitian. 
And he decided that he wanted to be a God, that people should call him God. And so he instituted this rule that everybody had to say, Caesar is Lord. Caesar is Lord. And of course, the Christians wouldn't, couldn't do that. And because of their refusal to acknowledge Domitian as God, they were punished. They were tortured. They knew what the great tribulation was all about. See, and this is who John is writing to. He says, look around. It's these trillions are those who have survived, who have come out of the great tribulation. See, for me, real survivors are not a bunch of people on an island on a reality TV show that have to survive some sort of challenges and such and not get voted off the island, right? Real survivors are the saints of God who moved through this broken world and yet knew that heaven was their home. It's those of us who are in the great tribulation, right, who know that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. It's those of us who are suffering as we speak, who know that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Those are the real survivors that gather around the throne of God. Then the elder says, who are these dressed in white robes? He said, these are they who have washed their robes in the blood of the lamb. You know, that metaphor is an oxymoron, isn't it? I mean, you know what an oxymoron is, two words that don't belong together like jumbo shrimp, honest politician, military intelligence, United Methodists. You know, <laughs> these words just don't, they don't belong together, right? Wash your robes white in blood? That, that's not the way it works, right? You know, if you wanna get something clean, you don't wash it in blood, you wash it in detergent and bleach. That's how you get something white. But in the Bible, there's something about blood, isn't there? Have you ever wondered, I wrote this in your outline, why does Christian faith need to be so bloody? Did you know that blood is mentioned in the Bible three times more often than the cross? Blood is mentioned in the Bible five times more often than death. Seems like from the beginning to the end, it's blood, blood. Why is that? Well, blood is life, isn't it? Blood is life. And blood is also the source of life, and it's the source of new life. Jesus, the Lamb of God, had to shed his blood. Life blood had to be shed so that you and I could have eternal life. See, this, this whole deal with blood has always been a central tenet of the Bible, that blood would be shed, a sacrifice would be made so that new life could be given. And so when we come forward in a little bit to receive the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, we all know that in a very real way, that in the bread and wine is the very body and blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm hoping today when you come forward and receive that sacrament, and as you receive it, that you'll just think that as you're receiving the body and blood of Christ, that your robes are being washed clean, that your sins are being removed, that you are being uh, redeemed by the blood of the lamb, made new, clean, washed, and prepared for your time around the throne of God. What does the elder say? Who are these dressed in white robes? Third, he said, these are they who serve God day and night. That word serve in the Greek is really interesting. 
It's latruo. And that word is not so much serve like do something. It really means more worship. The word has this, this thing you, you serve, you live, your, your life is an act of worship. And the elder says, these are they who are in the presence of God, having had their robes washed clean, their sins forgiven. All they want to do is worship. All they want to do is serve God. All they want to do in his presence is be and do what he asks them to be and do. And they just enjoy, they, they live for that moment. I'm always remembering Peter on the mountain of transfiguration. When he sees just a little glimpse of Jesus' glory, and his, his, the glory of God shines through. Do you remember what Peter said? He said, it is good to be here. Let's make some tents, right? Let's set up some rooms, and I am never leaving. I think that's what we're gonna say when we get to see the throne room of God, when we get to see those white robes that have been given us, made washed clean by the blood of the Lamb, and when we're worshiping God in that throng of saints, we're all gonna say, it is good to be here. I never want to leave. And that's what the elder says. Look at them. They're serving God. They're worshiping God day and night. And finally, who are these dressed in robes? The elder says, these are they who are safe and secure from all harm. There's a verse here that just blows my mind. I, I, I just, I spent so much time just trying to wrap my mind around this. Verse 17 it says, the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. The lamb becomes the shepherd. Lamb, the Jesus Christ, the, the suffering lamb of God, the sacrificial lamb, now takes his place on the throne of God and becomes our shepherd. He is not only our sacrifice. He is not only our redeemer. He becomes our protector he becomes our shade and our shelter from the sun. What did he say? The, the lamb will be at the center of the throne and he will lead them to springs of living water and he will wipe every tear from their eyes. The shepherd, springs of living water means he gives us everything we would ever need or want. There will not be one single thing lacking. And he wipes every tear in our eye means there will be such joy. There will be no sorrow. There'll be no sadness, there'll be no longing, there'll be no wondering. It'll be just a time of joy and celebration in the presence of God and the saints. Friends, this is what our loved ones who have passed are experiencing as we speak. And this is what you and I have to look forward to when Jesus comes and takes us washes our robes clean by the blood that he gave for us and brings us into the presence of the saints and the throne room of God. I can't wait. I hope you're ready, and I hope you know that Jesus loves you, and he has done everything for you to make you white in your beautiful robe. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, now, if you're able, would you stand as we take a moment to bring our joys, our concerns, our prayers to God, knowing that he always answers and always does what is best. We pray. 
Oh, gracious Lord, Heavenly Father, on this All Saints Day weekend, we celebrate the good news that death does not get to win. Lord, when we say goodbye to a loved one, when we're standing at the graveside, it sure seems like death wins. But that's because we're living in the great tribulation and we've not yet seen or experienced what awaits us. For we know on the other side of that grave, on the other side of that death is eternal life, one for our loved ones by Jesus given to them freely because he loves them so. So we thank you, God, for those who have passed, those we've loved and been loved by, and those that are waiting for us there in heaven. Lord, we want to pray for those who are struggling in this great tribulation with illness and sickness and disease. We lift up to you tonight, Mary and Merkel, Pat Stilf, Joel DePactor, and the many others listed on our ongoing health and healing prayer page. God, we just ask that you would bless them with the good gift of healing, bless them with your presence and the assurance that you are with them no matter what is happening in their lives, and that all things work together for good to those that love you. Lord, we specifically want to pray for families whose loss of a loved one in their grief is very new and fresh. We pray for Ryan Angel and Don Smithson's father who passed this week. We pray for the family of Len Rissey. And we pray for my family as we say goodbye to my Aunt Ginny Hinkins who passed just a few days ago. Lord, just uh, help all of us remember their life and the good news of eternal life. And Lord, there's also in this world so much to celebrate and give thanks for. Beautiful day today, beautiful fall in Wisconsin. Thankful for this house, your house, where we can gather with brothers and sisters in Christ and sing these great hymns. Just offer up our praise and come before you to receive, hear your word and receive the sacrament of the Lord's Supper and to be blessed. We thankful God for those celebrating anniversaries, for Tim and Kathy Krause, 32 years, and for all couples that, that their love may always be a reflection of your love for them. We pray that you would be with couples in the great tribulation. Um, those who are struggling might find comfort and peace and forgiveness and restoration, that you would work, God, to knit them together in that special one flesh relationship that you gave them. Lord, we also just want to pause for a minute to bring our own hearts to you. Things we're struggling with, things we're thankful for, we just take a minute now for our own personal and private prayers. into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, who has also himself taught us to pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, since it is our intention to receive the sacrament of the Lord's Supper here tonight, it is good that we first pause to confess our sin, to acknowledge our need of a Savior, and to ask for his grace and forgiveness. And we do that now. Children of God, we rejoice to be numbered with the saints. Before receiving the sacrament of Holy Communion, let us approach the table of grace with humility and confess our sins and receive absolution. Almighty God, we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you and others in thought, word, and deed. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. But I have nothing else. 
We are so blessed. Our amazing Jesus shed his blood so that we could be washed clean in his righteous grace and love. We are so blessed because we know that we are forgiven. We are so blessed because we know heaven is our home. And it is my joy as one of your pastors to remind you of this again, to remind you of the good news that because of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. You are washed clean and you are free to love and live in his kingdom now and forever. Amen. I think Jesus knew that we would need more than just words to know of this great gift of forgiveness that he purchased and won for us on the cross. And so he gave us the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. And this is more than words because you'll come forward and you will taste and you will see that God is good. The body and blood of Christ given for you. How do we know this is true? Because Jesus on the night before he was betrayed took bread. And when he gave him thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to them and he said, take and eat. This is my body, given for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. And then in the same way after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. This meal gives us such joy, such hope, such confidence 
Take a moment now to share that peace and joy with one another before you are seated and come to the Lord's table.
rise. Oh, friends, having received this great gift now, may this true body and blood of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the true faith unto life everlasting. Go now in the peace, joy, and great forgiveness of your God. Amen. And as you go, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and forever give you his peace. Amen. Amen. Let's sing this last song.